Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Love for week two of the NFL season. Week one came to an end last night. Thursday, Bengals-Browns will kick it off. We'll talk to London Fletcher of the Washington football team. Great linebacker in his day. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. He's coming up in 10 minutes. London Fletcher was taller than you too, Jay. You know what? Go ahead, Z. You know what? And he no, played, this is too good. Constantly. I got to play. Any constantly constantly and he played me. middle linebacker. Get out of here, man. Get out of here. I know you're six four and a half, but come on now. So last night, if it was too late for you to see, just another reminder that home field advantage isn't going to mean anything this year because two road teams walked in to a couple of venues and walked out winners. I think people expected it with Pittsburgh. Tennessee and Denver was a little bit of a toss-up. And after you saw the way the Titans were struggling, Stephen Goskowski, one of the best kickers of his era missing three field goals and an extra point yet denver's ineptness clock management down the stretch allowed tennessee to pull out a 16 14 win goskowski kicked the 25 yarder essentially with just seconds to go to give them the win and uh just to take you a little bit inside here uh during the break there was some uh Talk of the strip club between the three Jeez. of us. What? And Zubin. This is Zubin. Disney. Way. The, the only reason I mentioned that is because Goskowski said he would be willing to strip down to win the game last night. Well, I mean, when I've been practicing the summer, I practiced without socks all summer, and then I started putting them on. And I mean, I would have I would have taken my pants off to make that last kick and try something different. Um, I wasn't doing very well. I had to switch something up, maybe just for mental sake. And, you know, it's just kind of a weird, weird quirk, I guess. Well, the kick did come after 1 a.m. Eastern, so you never know what you might have seen out there anyway. <laughs> Late night. I wonder. I thought Herm said nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> midnight, midnight right? yeah. 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 I've heard that in many a day. Um, <laughs> I wonder if, if no fans in the stands had something to do with the missed field goals. Like just the mm. empty and just kind of, I wonder if that has something to do with it. He missed I mean, the first one right out of the gate. He just he just looked shaky. I'd be really curious. You know, sometimes it's, I, I guess you equate a field goal to maybe like a free throw, right? You just buy yourself in that moment. And sometimes for me, shooting free throws, fans being around distracting me actually helps me focus laser in even more so hmm. than when there are no fans. You, you get distracted, right? It's like almost like uh, ADHD. I'm looking around. What's this guy next to me doing? If you can't settle into your routine. Yeah, I I, when I played, I didn't even realize that fans were in the stands because my focus was really just on the field. I didn't I mean, I knew they were there, but I didn't pay attention to them. You never use them as motivation ever? Like something that fans say? No, if they were sitting behind me and they said something slick, and after I come to the sideline, I might say something back to them or whatever, but it wasn't no motivation because they can't do what I do. They can only enjoy it. Yeah. See, we were were at such a closer proximity to fans being courtside and things of that sort. You die for a loose ball. I mean, people say things to you. No, they would say things behind the bench and when you're walking into the tunnel, and that's the time that you can clap back. But in terms of the course of the game, like in basketball – you, you're at the free throw line, they could say something. Or you going down the court, they could scream Same and holler way. and say something on the field. You really, you know, you're kind of like isolated. Mm. And it's so loud, too. Yeah. Seven minutes away from talking to London Fletcher, the Washington football team is part of the broadcast, former great middle linebacker, to talk about one of the most inspirational stories of week one that totally got lost because there's so much talk about Brady and Breeze and Dak and the Rams and Trubisky, and that is Ron Rivera and the Washington football team winning one for coach after he's diagnosed with lymphoma. We'll talk about it in six minutes. So plenty of talk about Guskowski. He's headed to Canton likely one day, despite <laughs> last night's less than great performance. So from one pat to another, for many years, of course, Guskowski was teammates with Tom Brady. Did not have a great opener, that's for sure, through a couple picks. And there's been a lot of criticism on where the 43-year-old Brady stands. Key certainly seems to believe it's just a one-game sample size. What are you going to do? They didn't practice together. The Saints have been together for years. Bruce Arians, after the game, 
never known to mince words. He's a straight shooter on how to get TB12 back into tip-top shape. He looked like Tom Brady in practice all the time, so it's kind of uh, unusual to see that in the ball game because they didn't do the things that we didn't get ready for. We everything they did, we were we thought we were ready for. I think it's a great learning experience. It's just round one of a of a sixteen round fight, and uh, and we'll we'll learn from it. Yeah, I don't, I, again, like I said, I don't really necessarily worry about Tom Brady, and I understand what Coach Aaron's is saying about practice. You prepare, you get ready. Things change a little bit because. In practice, guys are in the way. They're not like they're not practicing full speed. They're kind of like you run a route, they're standing there, and you're like, man, get out of the way. And and so when games happen, it's a little bit different. But those you go back and you think about Bruce Arians as an offensive coordinator, head coach, or a quarterback coach in his first year. And here's some interesting numbers that I that I I want to mention. In his first year as an offensive coordinator, a head coach or a quarterback coach with some quarterbacks, their interceptions are pretty high, right? And so you look at the two interceptions with Tom Brady. In 1998, he had a Hall of Famer named Peyton Manning. Yeah. Peyton Manning threw 28 interceptions mm. in that first year with Bruce. In 01, he was the offensive coordinator, Tim Couch. 21 interceptions. Tim Couch, wow. Okay. The second year, it dropped to 18, but <laughs> that's still high. In 07, Big Ben, he was the offensive coordinator. 11 INTs, 15 INTs the following year. As the head coach in 2012, when he took over for Chuck Pagano, the quarterback was Andrew Luck. Nine INTs, but remember, that was a short stint. Uh, no, I'm better yet. 18 INTs the next year. Nine. So then you go to Carson Palmer, first time with Bruce Arians. Arizona. Arizona, 22 interceptions. Wow. First time with Jameis Winston, you know what that number is. 30 (laughs) interceptions, right? And so I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady, based on this, throw more interceptions. Why, Key? It just may be terminology, familiarity, what he's asking them to do. And and some of them drop and dip a little bit the second year under him. But in that first year under him as a coordinator, head coach, or quarterback coach, for whatever reason, those interceptions are through the roof. I mean, it just – it is what it is. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady have high interceptions this year. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be 11 wins, 12 wins, but he may have high interceptions. You know, if you factor in those stats that Key just kind of reeled off, it's amazing when you think Tom Brady being in one system – for his whole career, and then trying to pick up on this new system with Bruce Arians, hearing all those stats, that has to be concerning for you as a Buccaneers fan. N- not really, Just to because a degree, like, how quickly do you think Tom can pick up on? Look, I think Tom will be fine, but still, if there's a high interception rate, well, the one, it's the been one, common, the it's been one a common theme throughout Bruce Arians. Well, see, career. the one that really makes me scratch my head out of all of them really is Carson Palmer in 2013, because Carson was a veteran. When you go to Peyton Manning in '98, Peyton was a pup. He was young. He had just been drafted a year before. So he's kind of still kind of young, right? I mean, it's like. And same with Andrew Luck, by the way. Andrew Luck was still young. The one with Carson Palmer was kind of like alarming. Even the one with Jameis Winston is far. (laughs) I know because Jameis, I can't even get it out because it's funny. But that one's kind of alarming because it's 30. So here's Jameis had been in the league already. It wasn't like Jameis was a rookie or anything. So if there's a history of this happening to Bruce Arians, and his schemes that he's developed offensively, 
than the learning curve. We're betting on the learning curve being shorter for Tom because Tom is Tom. Yeah, and he's right? a veteran. But also with no preseason, no OTS. So that's why it just it seems like it's an arduous task. I, I think Tom can get it done, but it has to be it has to be challenging with not having those reps built well, in. Well, this is the first time, and I don't even want to call it adversity, but this is the first time that Brady will face in a long time since probably his ACL that he toured coming back off of some sort of football adversity on the field where things may look a little bit different, where now all of a sudden I've got to process this information. I've got to get it to my teammates. I have to decipher what the defense is doing to me, and I have to spit it out. This is the first time in probably, I would say, 20 years, right? I mean, since being in uh, New England where things are pretty much – they went from Charlie Weiss to – uh, Josh McDaniels to Bill O'Brien back to Josh McDaniels. There was really no different voices in his ears. It was kind of like the same voice. Mm-hmm. So now you're dealing with Byron Leftwich. You're dealing with Bruce Arians, different styles. Now they're going to implement some things that Tom does well. Every team does that, no matter what position you play. If I leave a team and go and play receiver, Tampa Bay is going to say, what do you like best? And I'm going to say, well, you know what? I like 258 throwback. Now we're going to teach the quarterback, how to make that work. You know, I like 218. We're going to teach the quarterback how to make that work. And it's the same thing for Brady. Brady's going to say, I like the empty package, and I want the slot receiver here. And they're going to try to put that in so that he he's able to, you know, implement that into the system and have success. For purposes of context, Brady threw two picks, including a pick six on Sunday. His career high in interceptions is 14. And the last time he did it was 15 years ago. So he's wow. essentially gone a decade and a half Throwing less than one pick a game. Halfway there, no. I wonder. I wonder, when a lot, I wonder when a lot of those interceptions happen. Maybe at the beginning of the year, or more towards maybe the middle or the end. That's something to certainly keep in mind and take a look at. I wanted to ask you two guys real quick before we bring London Fletcher in, who actually has some experience playing against Tom Brady in his days in Buffalo. Is there anything to Jay when you came to Duke as McDonald's All American key when you went to the NFL as the number one overall? Turned out into Burger King. <laughs> Is there something to what, just... you're a Burger King All American? <laughs> no, I, I'm leave you. Well, you better leave me alone. I'm going to give you a whopper of a question here. A whopper of a question. It's going to say, "Is that too easy?" You just um, made yourself laugh with your own joke. Very cheesy. That was cheesy. Go ahead. A whopper with cheese. A whopper with cheese. It's getting That's worse, good. or is it getting better? Uh, Probably worse. Um, is there something still about because there was such a truncated training camp? Are still some of the young guys like nervous being around him the way maybe guys are nervous being around you guys? Vets will be nervous. Even vets. Yeah, because they if they don't have a relationship with him, I mean that's Tom, right? I mean like, that's what I mean. Like, is he, like yeah, you looking at him, you like oh, that's Tom. You know, he, <laughs> he got the model wife, he got the private jets, he got the big homes. That's Tom, and so. You know, they're going to they gonna act accordingly, but at the same time, you got to be like, imagine, Jay, if you, Michael Jordan, right? Oh, yeah. You're yeah. like, yes, yeah, MJ coming to play with me. Oh, I, I, I've been around. I, I've seen MJ walk into a room with, you know, likes of Jalen Rose and, you know, things were said and you're just sitting there, your mouth is down on the floor. You're just, right. you're awestruck. You know, you can't believe you're, and I can't imagine playing with a guy like MJ that's going to mandate you do things at a championship caliber level. It probably makes you better in time. But for those first initial games, I mean, you're pretty much peeing in your pants. It's like, <laughs> seriously. I love that. That's like that's, him that's being real. here with no, me. No, that's not. That's not. It's, oh, it's Keyshawn Johnson. 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 It's about me, Sean. It's Johnson. <laughs> it's Keyshawn. So that number of 14 and I just 05. had to do that. <laughs> Proof we could see a career high in interceptions for Tom Brady. Proof is brought to you by Pennzoil. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas. 
gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. As promised, let's go to the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Let's bring in London Fletcher, great middle linebacker in his day. Washington football team, radio broadcast now, of course, played for the Buffalo Bills as well. So you have experience playing against Tom Brady in the AFC East. London, good morning. Welcome inside. Just from what you've seen from uh, Tom Brady, very small sample size we all watched on Sunday. What did you take away? You know, I um, I was surprised that Tom, um, you know, struggled as much as he did. Um, you know, this is Tom Brady, and I hear, hear Keyshawn and Jay Will talk about him. And this is a GOAT, man. He's the greatest of all time. But um, some of the things that you also have to uh, think about is this is a new system for him. He spent 20 years in New England. No no uh, real offseason. Um, no preseason game. So it's also the first game that these, these guys played together. I think they'll get better. Um, Mike Evans was injured during the week. I don't know how many practices he missed. I mean, you saw the miscommunication on, on Brady's first interception. Those guys will get better as the week goes on, and I especially expect them to play better this week because when you look at what Bruce Arians, how he, he talked about how his team um, played yesterday, how Brady played, he doesn't pull any punches. So expect the sense of urgency to, to ramp up this week in practice, and uh, Brady's going to play a lot better, and that offense will play a lot better. What's up, Doc Con? What's going on with you, Key, man? Congratulations, guys, on on your show, man. Awesome, awesome, uh, awesome job by you guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot, London, man. Real quick, how tall are you, man? Key was up here trying to make height jokes on me. <laughs> Key, man, leave me alone. I'm, Thank I'm you, man. I told, I told, <laughs> hey, hey, Doc Con. Do, I told Jay Will that you are taller than him. That's all I said. You know those basketball players, they, they lie about their height all exactly. the time. Exactly. Come on, London. Exactly. Whose team are you on here? Hey, man, I, I got to ride with the football players, uh, man. Right. Come on. Hey, <laughs> London, how important is it that Ron Rivera is leading this franchise right now? Man, it's extremely important. Um, you know, I, I live in Charlotte, so I knew Ron before, um, before he got hired by Washington. Just a tremendous leader of men. Um, you look at everything that's taking place with the uh, with the team, the franchise this off season. I couldn't think of a better better man to lead this team. Um, and it, it is Schultz in Sunday's ball game. You know they fall down seventeen to nothing, and the team didn't blink because Ron doesn't blink. That's him. He's he doesn't panic, and and his team uh, responded um, after being down seventeen nothing. London, great to have you with us here this morning. So you talked about the impact of Ron Rivera. What about Jack Del Rio, a former head coach that's now there running their defense and the role that he's having? You know, he's going to have a tremendous role. Um, um, you know, you think about Ron and uh, his battle with cancer. So, you know, Ron's going to be doing uh, cancer treatments, um, I think, five days a week. So, uh, you know, having a former head coach on your staff to be able to feel, feel that role when Ron's not around. Um, that's that's huge. Then when you look at the uh, the defense in general, they moved back to a four three defense, which uh, I love. And you saw the defensive defensive uh, line and the way the defense played in general. I mean they they had a uh, they had a meeting at uh, at Carson Wentz last week, and it wasn't a Zoom meeting. They they were they were all in on him. Um, and it, and it wasn't just defensive front. They brought uh, he brought pressure with the linebackers and with the uh, nickel corner. And you know this this is that was a big hire too. Really underrated hire having a guy like uh, Jack Del Rio on your staff. London, you know, last year there was a lot of question marks around Dwayne Haskins whether he should be playing, not playing. Can he be a leader? Is he too young? All the different things 
going on. We saw shots of him, obviously, on the sideline, firing up the defense. Being a defensive player and having a young quarterback like that try and show leadership, what does that do for a ball club? It it uh, it invigorates you. Um, it energizes you when you have a uh, a young guy too. Um, you know, take on that leadership role. Just the maturation that that I've seen uh, Dwayne have from the end of last season to right now. I mean, we know what he's done as far as changing his body. Um, Ryan, he challenged him back in January on some things that he wanted him to do as far as being the leader of this uh, this team, this uh, offense, and he's he stepped up. He gave a halftime speech. When uh, Coach Rivera was getting a, an IV in, in Sunday's ball game, that's that's what you want to see from your quarterback. And for a guy to not just um, go to the offensive side and try to amp them up, but to come over to the defensive side and try to encourage them and keep going and say, "Hey, guy, just stay with it, stay with it, and, and we'll get this done." Man, that's that's what you want in your leaders, especially your quarterback. Hey, London, uh, looking at what Chase Young and those boys did to the O-line of Washington, how concerned should you be about the Eagles in their season this year? Man, I don't care about the Eagles. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you Let know the what, truth uh, come out. Let the truth come nah, out. Listen, listen no, to, to answer your question, Jay, um, I think it's, you know, you have to understand that the Eagles, they they were missing uh, Lane Johnson, one of the best right tackles in all of football. They moved Jason Peters uh from from uh, right guard back to left tackle, he had been practicing at um at a uh, right guard all all of training camp, and they only had uh, I think three practices together as an offensive line to um to work together as a unit before playing that ball game. So I'm not I'm not overly concerned about it, but I, I will say this: they need Lane Johnson to get back uh, ASAP. Otherwise, you don't want Carson to take continue to take all those hits because he has an injury history. And those hits add up, and 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 you know, over the course of a sixteen uh, game season, you don't, you wonder if he's going to be uh, be able to make it through it if they don't get that offensive line shored up. No question about it. It'll be really interesting to see what happens in this division because the one thing we know about the NFC East is it's totally unpredictable. Since the Eagles ran it off from 01 to 04, we've had a different division winner in the NFC East each and every year. That wouldn't bode well for the Eagles since they won it last year, but maybe it will for the Washington football team. It was off to a great start for a great head coach. One of the best stories in football. I'm glad you took us inside a little bit this morning, London. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, thanks for having me, All right, me, London, man. Thanks, London. Quick reminder, Keyshawn J. Will Zuman brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. I did notice when we went into the interview that instead of saying, good morning, London, you said, good morning, dot com. Any, uh, <laughs> any sort of explanation for that? You know, in football, you know, we, in basketball too, but in football, we talk a lot of trash, right? And so his nickname at the time when he was playing for the Rams was dot com because the industry was, you know, the industry that took off the, the dot com, com bubble and, and all that and, stuff. Oh, yeah, everything is online. It's dot com, dot com. So we gashed the Rams in the running game. <laughs> and so I don't know what it was that made me walk back past the huddle. I think Ward Dunn must have just ripped off a, a big chunk of yards. And I told him, I said, some other words along the way. And I said, I guess you offline today. Because <laughs> <And> so- <laughs> his nickname was Dot Com. I said, I guess you offline today. I just want you to know Dot Com is 5'10. Come on, man. Well, I mean, Come you on, know- man. 5'10". Come on, man. Don't do you, that to Oh, me. you done researched Oh, the, yeah, I researched the height. went and researched. You got me out here sensitive. I told checking. you I am developing Napoleon complex in real time because of you, Keyshawn. <laughs> you fact-checking this, this man. Wow. <laughs> he done went fact-checked his height. Mm-mm. What was his reaction when you 
told him he was offline? I don't know. He probably some swear words back and forward. But, you know, we all you, when you're in between the white lines, there's a lot of stuff that go on. Mm-hmm. But in the end, we all won. We're on the same team. All on the same team. Right. BPIs. For the most part. Yeah. There's a few that I can't stand. And if I saw him in the streets, I might want to fight. Yeah. There's a few. Swaggy P, things like that. They yeah, just a few. <laughs> Still to come, game seven tonight, Clippers, Nuggets, Jay, you'll see him on ESPN pre, post, halftime, all that. We'll talk to our Shanae Agumake about what she thinks about game seven and why the meeting between the Bucks owner and Giannis isn't really the meeting they need to have. She'll join us next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Huge night of hoops is on the way, and to take us through it, we're joined by Shanae Agumake. She's the host of Shanae and Golick Jr., 4 p.m. Eastern, every weekday afternoon on ESPN Radio, simulcast on ESPN News. And she's brought to you by Five Hour Energy Shots Energy on the go. The reason what's I say, good? Hey, what's hey, going how you on? Doing? <laughs> hey, y'all. You up early? Are you, huh? are you are you up? Sleep? Wake up? I'm coming out. Y'all, y'all are the only reason I would wake up this early on the West Coast, okay? You can hear it in my voice. I've got that nice little, like, Zubin, nice cadence. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't realize you was out West. Okay. And, and, and by the way, look, as a woman currently wearing a scarf right now, sh- shout out to you, Zubin, for rocking that duo. <laughs> that really well. Well, well, since you out West, game seven tonight, and here's how I'm going to phrase this. What can the Clippers do to meet my Lakers? They need, first of all, I think we all kind of want the <laughs> the Clippers to win because we want that matchup, mm. even though the Nuggets have held it down. And I'm really impressed with so many. But I think it starts, one, with providing energy. You know what's weird about this bubble? It's obviously you you have limited fans now that family is there, is able to be there. But they sort of have not stolen the momentum back from the Nuggets when they make these runs. You think about a Kawhi, when he's doing what he does, he, doesn't, he does it so, like, you know, robotically. So it's not like you're going to get 
tremendous energy. You know, we talk about LeBron James punching Russell Westbrook's shot. You know, those type of plays at least can sort of swing the momentum back. And, and Kawhi, he hits them daggers, but it's not necessarily like the galvanizing emotional type of plays that you can suck energy from. Paul George, I think he had 33 last game, but he had the team's worst plus minus somehow. Uh, Lou Will still is sort of trying to find his top peak game. I think he averaged 18 before the bubble and in the bubble he's around 13 and lastly Montrez Harrell these are your peak performers for the Clippers they're sort of a little bit like on autopilot I would say one they need to provide energy and just literally get aggressive offensively just to steal some of that energy but then most importantly they got to slow down Jokic because Jokic he's averaging 27 11 and 6 in elimination games 6 and 1 in those games mm. so if I'm thinking about you know this matchup I'm thinking about slowing him down because he has been a tough matchup uh, for Montrez Harrell and their big Zubots included. Shanae, a lot of lot of chatter about Mark Lazary, one of the owners of the Milwaukee Bucks meeting with Giannis uh, what was your takeaway from that meeting the other day, and what should Giannis do? Look, okay, Jay, you you played in the celebrity game, right? Haven't yes. you played? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I remember you got buckets. That was yeah, probably my I favorite did, right? celebrity game. Who are you going back and forth with? Real. I can't remember. It was Ray. I was looking, and I was like, oh, that was so much fun. One of the funny people, I wouldn't say funny, but it is kind of funny, people that were playing was Mark Lazary. And so this is a guy that, you know, I've seen in celebrity games. He's willing to sort of put on for his franchise, right? Like, he's willing to have those conversations, do whatever it takes to show his love of the game. And I think this conversation, this initial conversation is a good step, even though sometimes I feel like, is it too little too late? Like, do you have, what, 365 to sort of try to retool your roster to, to sort of hopefully make Giannis feel like, hey, this is a place where I can have my future success. But I thought it was very, very important that they met before Giannis goes on vacation. And I was on the jump yesterday with Brian Windhorst, and he, he sort of dubbed it, this was a meeting, not the meeting. Because at the meeting, that's when I think it'll become formal where, hey, you've got this Supermax contract, you ready to, to sign it? And that's where the decision will go down where he says, all right, I'm going to sign this, or he's going to wait it out, become an unrestricted free agent at the end of next year. But I think it's smart. It's very smart to meet with him now. Just and, it, and it's not like when you think about the chain of command who you're meeting with, it's not the coach. It's not anyone else. It's the owner, literally the highest person in the room in my Travis Scott for highest in the room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so ha meeting with him is very important because I think it shows a sense of urgency for the franchise. But I think in the back of my head, I'm like, is it too little too late? Because you guys have a really tough situation after recently extending Chris Middleton and then now going into luxury tax, which they sort of said they're not afraid to do. But still, come on now. That's, that's money. Um, uh, and to try to get someone that he can play with, especially in the backcourt. But much like a LeBron James in this situation, the money is there. There's no question about it. But do you do you empower Giannis to help make those decisions, as you can see, where star players in the NBA are starting, or better yet, after LeBron started to do? See, that's that's really interesting, Key, because I think a lot of people think that and have said Giannis needs to, I think Jay included, like take more accountability. And that's sort of what you expect. Like a lot of people are wondering, does he have the dog factor in him? Because he'll go out there and play beast and give you 30 and 14 and six in less minutes than he did last season. But he has a does he have the dog dog in him that will sort of play with that reckless abandon where he doesn't care? You know, it's a lot of parts of his game has sort of um, been exposed 
too many times. And, and sometimes you wonder, is he able to get over that hump where it doesn't matter? And, and now I think, you know, it's sort of out of his character to sort of make those type of demands and say, I want X, Y, or Z player. I'm actually going to flip it, Key, and say, I think the organization, the franchise, the coach, uh, the GM, everybody included, like needs to make that decision for him because it, he's such a once in a generation talent. Maybe you need to prove that we're going to, I wouldn't say risk at all, because, but like one degree under risking it all and say, hey, we're going to really remake this this team. We're going to find a way to sort of find that help you really, really need. Chris Middleton is super talented, and we saw him take a step forward, especially when Giannis was out. But is that enough? And in the, you know, in the modern NBA, it's not. You look at the teams that succeed, especially now. I mean, outside what the Miami Heat are doing, which is nuts, just like winning on pure competitive will, um, the NBA is a landscape where you need certified stars like you look at the lakers you know between braun and ad you look at the clippers uh Kawhi and pg you look all around you need more than one star in this day and age to sort of get over the hump and win there's no shame to it if you're trying to do it by yourself more power to you that's why we all respect dame dollar damian lillard because he's loyal to the game but but at, at the same time what do you want champion championships at the end of the day so I think it's sort of the people around him that know him and know they have a tough decision to make to sort of put these wheels in place so that you can move when it comes to the season and and make things so much easier for him instead of him having to wear the brunt of the responsibility. Shanae I'm going to give you three three options if if Milwaukee can pull off a trade tell me who you'd rather have you get one out of the three options for the Bucks okay because all these guys have lost their head coach Drew Holiday he's lost Alvin Gentry Victor Oladipo, he lost Nate McMillan, or CP3, he lost Billy Donovan. So if you get a chance to get one of those three guys, who do you go with? Well, you know, out of loyalty, because we're talking about loyalty, I got to go with my Niger brother from another mother, Victor Oladipo, right? But uh, <laughs> I, would say, I, would say, I would say it's very important to get a guard. And I would also say that getting a younger guard is important. I say Victor just because we're the same age. Um, and he's a, he's a guy that I think a lot of people sort of sleep on when he's in his prime. He came back and played in the bubble despite, you know, his injury. His injury. Um, but he has a lot of upside. My, I would say my number one choice, if you're trying to go like the Rockets and try to win it all year by year, go probably with CP3. Um, even though I like Victor for the development in the long term, I would say go probably with CP3 just because I think the biggest issue with Giannis is that he doesn't have a teammate that sort of demands the ball, especially when, when we're changing sides of the floor. So Giannis gets the rebound, and so often, and this is what hurt him, he get the rebound and he feel like, oh, I'm cool bringing the ball up. But guess what happened? The Miami Heat and countless teams have formed that wall where they can strategize when he's dribbling up the floor and start playing defense, sort of like how we're seeing you know, the, the, them play boxes and ones, something that is extremely tailored to him. And if he had a guard that demanded the ball, which it could be Victor, but we know how CP3 rolls, CP3 will want that outlet. And guess what? Instead of Giannis doing that all the time and most of the time, he's going to defer. He's going to get into pick and roll sets. He's going to pick and roll with CP3 and sort of roll to the basket and get to his sweet spot instead of having to fall back to the free throw line or even beyond the three-point line. I'm looking for a guard that will demand the ball, can also score for himself, can lead a team, but most importantly, make Giannis feel like he doesn't have to do so much. It can be Victor, but we know for sure that Chris Paul is that guy in the NBA. And if you're going to try to take like a short swing, especially uh, for this final year of his contract, I wouldn't mind seeing that happen. But boy, you better have the cash. You better have the cash. (laughs) (laughs) WNBA playoffs start tonight. Who is the favorite to win it all? 
Oh, wait. P- Come on, kid. You know where we're from? I know, you know but I just, I, you know, I, that's just what it is for me. Okay, look, I'll say this. I'm always here ride and die for my, my Sparks. Candace Parker has an amazing season. My sister's out there. I've been so proud of what she's done as president of the WMBPA. Your girl's here, vice president. But I was doing outside the bubble. She was doing in the bubble. <laughs> Nepotism at its finest, but that's how we roll, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea Gray, and a tremendous point guard. So, And Derek Fisher, our head coach. A lot of people saw how we sort of bounced out of the playoffs last year, but that didn't tell the story of our season. Now people are starting to understand our talent. So I'm here for the Sparks. This is the year also for the Aces. They lost a big star, uh, not by playing um, Liz Cambage, sort of like me, opted out of the WNBA season for her own personal reasons. And Asia Wilson's likely to be MVP of the WNBA. She's having a tremendous year. Uh, brought the Aces to the number one slot. So those are two major favorites. You can't count out the C- Seattle Storm, Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart coming back from an Achilles injury. I know what that's like. And she's, you know, not missed a beat. So those are the top three teams, in my opinion. Favorites overall go to the Sparks. If I, if I had to pick another the team i go with the aces okay so i see y'all putting me on the spot no great stuff listen the season was seven weeks 22 games it was shortened out at the img academy and the the seedings weren't even really determined until the final day of the regular oh, yeah. season right when washington <laughs> snuck in at the eighth spot and we should also mention in the 24-year history of the wnba this is the most nationally televised games the league has ever had so more and more people are being exposed to these amazing players on a night in and night out basis Shanae, real quick too congratulations on your show keep killing it you're insight is always good yo you beat me to it i was about to say all of you guys i've looked to as a part of like one of the youngins here at espn i look to you guys zubin your professionalism key man i need your confidence jay your brain i want all of those three, three things combined so happy for you guys you guys are crushing it you have so much power waking up that early like shout out to you guys and your energy your families for holding it down love you all so much we are just literally trying to keep up with y'all's energy so love y'all and keep crushing it yeah we sleep here at the seaport <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought thank you i don't know how you do it jay I don't know. Uh, fake it till you make it, Shanae. Amen. <laughs> Great stuff. We can listen to her, Mike Gulick Jr., every weekday afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch on ESPN News. Still to come, everybody will be watching Game 7 tonight, Clippers Nuggets. But the question <laughs> is, who would rather key see the Lakers see next? Lakers Clippers would be awesome, but the Nuggets, now that would be interesting because they have as much momentum as anybody. Key's answer on the way. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. See? False narratives. <laughs> London out here, 5'10". Key trying to push false narratives that he's told. I mean, that ain't the case. 
You wear Air Max Nike shoes no, with, the, with the bubble to give you some little, and then he puts the he put the pads in there to boost him up a little bit. I know that trick, man. I know that trick. I can only imagine when Coach K was recruiting him, and he went into the home or, or the school to see him. He was wearing the thick soles. Yeah, Coach he, K was probably he thought like, I was oh, six five when he left that That's a big that guard. He's a big guard, <laughs> six five when he left my house. I bet there was a couple other coaches in that gym. I don't think just Coach K was out there scouting. Well, once yet. they saw Coach K, they probably ran. They figured the deal <laughs> was done. Open. The deal's done. It's Sign over. It. Sign yeah, it. It's, it's, it's done. It's the old Zion joke. When's the last time a stud picked Duke in the world was surprised, right? That's what kind yeah. of happened when Zion. You just don't it happens that. in recruiting, man. You, you, you look up and all the coaches are there, but then it's always that one logo on there. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, we can't compete with that. Done. That's over. It's done. It's done. It's done. So that uh, that back and forth you just heard with London, I mean, that was just one interview. That's the kind of fun we're having here on the show. If you're just kind of tuning in, he called in, former NFL player, played against Key, played against Tom Brady in his days with Buffalo. The guys are just mixing it up, and we're trying to have fun with every guest we bring on because there's a lot of serious stuff going on in the world. So let's have a little bit of fun here. Just a reminder, we're brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code KJZ to get free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details we're presented by progressive insurance all of our guests including london joined us on the shell pennzoil performance line big spot here tonight jay you'll be in the studio with the nba countdown crew celtics heat first but let's talk about the clippers and the nuggets as keys lakers await the winner a prediction from you on game number seven i i I got i got the la team covering i mean i i I think shanae brought up a really interesting point We've talked about this as it relates to football key, manufacturing your own energy in stadiums as it relates to football, same with the bubble. I think we've seen the Clippers do that consistently the last second, the last two second halves, right? 16-point lead, they fumbled that. 19-point lead, they fumbled that. So I, I think tonight, for as good of a season as the Denver Nuggets have had, unless Jamal Murray or Nikola Jokic blow up for 70-plus points combined, mm. I really see the Clippers putting their stamp on this team defensively. It just takes energy, and they're going to have to manufacture that on their own. I think the Clippers, sh- the Clippers should win this game. There's no question about it. But, you know, I've also seen Clippers, they should have won other playoff games in the past. History, you know. And, and so with Doc Rivers as the coach, with pretty, you know, some talented guys out there, it, they should win, but until they actually do, I'll just sit and wait. Look, and Denver has a legitimate chance to win. I mean, Jokic is probably the best center in the game of basketball right now. We watched Jamal Murray from the last series he played against Donovan Mitchell. I think he was averaging like 39, 40 points per game. The shooting numbers were ridiculous. So, look, they have the pieces and they have the depth to pull this off. Depends on how much they'll get from Michael Porter Jr. tonight, which they'll need a huge performance. And you think about the Utah series, right? It was like, they they used all their energy. They are, the Clippers is cool. They're going to coast. And then all of a sudden, the Clippers got out to a 3-1. Like, okay. But it's like they got a a second breath, right? They just took it easy, got a second breath. Now they tied 3-3. They have nothing to lose. Did, Did Doc Rivers... And that basketball team are tight right now. You know, think about it. You you up 3-1 now. Even though you have the better team with the superstars, you could lose this. Well, look, Jokic said it the other night. He straight up said it to everybody. He's like, there ain't no pressure on us. None. We have zero pressure on us. All the pressure is on the Clippers. Now, it's one thing for us to say that doing radio and TV every day. It's another when the other star player says that on the team that you're playing against, but he's speaking facts. And and the pressure not just on them. They got to... The pressure, because think about it, no matter what anybody says, 
they are looking ahead to the Lakers. Oh, sure. Regardless of what people say, because that's the matchup that they want because they want to take over Los Angeles. And they have to start by playing the Lakers. But they got to win a bunch of championships. It'll never happen. But at the same time. They're only they, 16 behind. They're only 16 behind. <laughs> but but think about it, though. Seriously, all seriously. Steve Ballmer takes over. They're building a new stadium. Inglewood. Doc Rivers is great. Jerry West is there. It's a lot of pressure. You spent a lot of money to get Kawhi and PG. It's a lot of pressure to get to the Lakers. If there's one person who doesn't feel pressure, it's the Terminator. It's Kawhi Leonard. I, that's why I'm picking him. I really think that he is emotionless throughout this whole thing. And for him... He, this team needs to follow the leader of their, their basketball unit, and that is somebody that doesn't play with emotion, that just comes out and gets the job done each and every night. Quick history lesson for both. Here's what's on the line. The Clippers have been around 50 years. They've never made the Western Conference Finals. Go. They've had seven opportunities to get to the Western Conference Ooh. Finals. They've lost all seven games when they've been on the Ooh. precipice. As for the Nuggets, no team in league history ever in the 74-year history of the league has come back from 3-1 down multiple times in one postseason. The Nuggets can do it tonight. 9 Eastern on ESPN. Jay Will and the Countdown crew will take you there. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Brian Kelly from Notre Dame will join us tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.